it's Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And tonight, it's just us. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Why aren't you singing? I'm popping. Keep singing. Because I'm just seeing Dr. Evil. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it messed me up. That's not a mess up in your mind. Oh, no, it's not. It's welcome. He always is kind of there in the background, (laughs) (laughs) to be honest. That's how it is in our house, too. He's just always there. He's always there. (laughs) When is that next Austin Powers getting made? Come on, guys. Well, I'm worried that they're going to get the Zoolander treatment. Hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. A million years it, later, it could, it's it could be an it. absolute disaster. It probably would be an absolute disaster. Probably. God. What a bummer. If you guys totally. hear anything, let us know. <laughs> I remember, like, Googling that shit as soon as the third one I saw it. Like, when's the next one? And then, like, years, just, like, in a cartoon where it's, like, the calendar is just sweeping by all of the years. That was me <laughs> waiting. I remember hearing that it was going to be, like, Scott Evil as Yeah, Dr. I remember Evil. that one, too. And then and I, was I was like, like okay, where is it? I'll, I'll take it. Where's that? And, and it didn't happen. Like, what's happening? And then I remember at one point it was, like, Mike, uh, Michael, what's his name? Mike, Mike Myers, Myers was like, said like, yeah, it's happening. And then I was like, cool. When? That's huge. Like, <laughs> a script is written or some bullshit. And then, well, more calendar pages. Just I think I by. heard that Love Guru like really messed him up. Like after that, I heard movie. that too. Son of a bitch. God, that movie was so <laughs> upsetting. It was bad. Why did that get made? Instead of Austin Powers, a thousand. God, why? Who said okay? Who let know. that? Who mm. let that happen? Mm. They should know. That was bad. Was so bad, dude. I remember being in the theater thinking, "Holy shit, this is." Bad. Like that was one of the few movies that I considered like walking out on because I was. Me like, too. I love him. What happened? I might have. I don't know. I don't think I fell asleep because I've only done that once in a movie. And uh, whoever I was with, though, I I was feeling they were asleep because I remember being like, shit, now I'm watching this alone. I can't even hate on this with somebody. Damn it. That sucks. <laughs> no, I take that back. I fell asleep in two movies. Mm. I, f- 
I fell asleep in a whatever <laughs> whatever Star Wars uh where Obi-Wan is on the big lizard and he's crawling down the space building. <laughs> I woke up during that shit and I was like, this sucks. Oh, that's Star Wars Obi-Wan and the space lizard crawling down the space building. Uh, yeah. Episode. I think that's number two. I think uh, it's the second or the no, first. No, the third one. It's I not think. the first because I think it's Anakin's the third one. Not a baby. Okay. And then I fell asleep... <laughs> And that one I didn't mind. Again, I looked over and, like, four of the, like, eight people we were with were asleep. Oh, my God. And then I fell asleep but didn't want to in The Dark Knight. <laughs> I was so tired. Wow. It was midnight showing. Oh. I was out. Yeah, I don't do midnight showings anymore. And I remember being like, God damn it, my eyes are so heavy. I want to see this. And I was like, guess I'm not gonna. <laughs> Night, guys. Minute showings are a waste of money on mm-hmm. me because I will sleep. Dark night night. That's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, shit. Oh, before we start um, our news, we have people that we owe shots to. We haven't forgotten about you. Erica just keeps having sinus problems and she can't drink. Slash so food poisoning. Yeah, slash food poisoning. So we <laughs> want you to know that we haven't forgotten about you. We know you, we owe you shots. It's just that we can't do them yet. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. will have your toast and you will have your shots. 100%. And you will also have uh, your t-shirts for those of you that have ordered them. But our credit card got lost. So we have to order or we're waiting for our new replacement card. Yeah, any day now. <laughs> so, any day now. <laughs> we're going to get it. We're going to order those shirts for you. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, great. Moving Yay! on. Yay! Okay. Do you have news? I do indeed. There, Okay. There's been, like, a theme with, like, newsles lately where mm-hmm. it's a lot of UFOs, and I'm getting really tired of it. And there were some from this week also, but I'm tired of talking about them. Ugh. So, Damn. whatever. Fuck off, UFOs. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you. So I don't need you. Uh, so, instead, there also seemed to be, be a little uptick in uh, cryptids, mm-hmm. which I do enjoy. So very much. What if they are aliens? They're not. What if they are? Mm-mm. What if? Not happening. If anything, they're like little like spirits. <laughs> I think of them more like ghosts. Okay. Like on that level. All right. Yeah. Okay. Because they seem to show up where orbs are a plenty. You know mm. what I'm saying? <laughs> Orb UFO spaceships? Mm, nope. Not those. <laughs> okay, I just had, had to throw it out um, there. All right. So, fucking TikTok. Apparently on TikTok, <laughs> there is <laughs> a TikTok with a maybe potentially possible skinwalker. Ooh, okay. And it's a little creepy. Um, so there's some footage that's circulating on the TikToks. Um, that came out earlier this year, but people are kind of, like, noticing it now, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know how TikTok works. But all they said when they posted it was scary. Um, and there's not a lot of, like, I don't know, details about this. Like, location, witnesses. I mean, I guess, don't you know who posted it, though? So, I don't know. That doesn't That's... necessarily mean that they are the original videographer. Uh, 
seems weird though. Just like with Who Instagram knows? or YouTube, you can steal anything and claim huh. it to be your own. Okay. They don't know the date of it either, but what we do know from the video <laughs> is that it seems to have been filmed by a pair of friends as they were driving around a remote location in search of wildlife, which is very suspect to me. <laughs> Illuminating some tall grass with a flashlight, a man in the passenger seat tells the driver to stop the vehicle because he suspects that he has just seen a buck. However, the perceived deer then seems to straight stand up and resembles a pale figure on two legs Ew. making a run toward the vehicle. Ew. In a manner akin to a horror movie, one of the men screams, what is that? And of course, the video ends abruptly. Who's the user? <laughs> Uh, let me see. Let me see. It's ITZ underscore Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it's Louis Vuitton, bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's creepy. I don't like it. Um, despite the lack of background for the footage, it's captured everybody's imagination. Oh. Amassing nearly a million likes and 30,000 comments. As for what the weird figure could have been, some observers have suggested that it's a skinwalker or a similar legendary spirit being like a Wendigo. I'm watching it, just so that you know, and there is no reason for this guy to zoom in on the... So he, like, he's driving along, and then he, like, has got, like, a spotlight, and he's, like, looking out into a field, and then he, like, zooms in on one spot where there's no indication that there would be somebody there, and then this being pops up yeah so i'm watching you louie i don't like it it's i don't gross. like how he floops up no no but i have to say it's uh i find it to be a little sus mm-hmm. i wonder if he was doing that previously and just edited it down or i don't know well maybe i don't like but... it he looks a little alieny. yeah he's very skinny he's got very long arms don't like that skinny thing. Uh-uh. I like hairy and huggable. Mm-hmm. Furry. <laughs> yeah, that well, guy not huggable. I feel like the guys here. in my story more huggable. Probably more huggable. He got great arms for hugging. He's got some right now. very good huggy <laughs> arms. <laughs> <laughs> so a pair of curious photographs purportedly emanating from Brazil have caused something of a stir on social media in the country as the images appear to show a mysterious bipedal creatures. Oh, show mysterious, not a mysterious uh, <laughs> bipedal creatures. Like a little bam bam. I know, roaming the streets of a community. According to a local media report, the curious pictures appeared online in Brazil earlier this month and quickly spread like wildfire. The story that came became attached to the photos is that they were taken at a beach pavilion by the name of something. I'm going to mispronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. On the island of Itaparica. Sure. Sounds good. In the first of the two images, a diminutive creature sporting noticeably long arms and somewhat resembling a chimpanzee can be standing in a street. The second photo shows what one assumes are two adults and one juvenile creature, all of which also look fairly small and rather ape-like, though they are cast in shadow. People uh, sharing the photos online in Brazil claim that these, quote, monsters prowl the streets of, oh god, I'm going to have to pronounce it, of uh, Ilha de Misericordia? Sure. 
and which has led to some suspect that this is a clever way of trying to scare residents into adhering to a coronavirus-related curfew in the community. Wait, isn't this not the first we've, time? We've heard about, like, ghosts or something? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Other countries are really playing with the coronavirus uh, very interestingly, like, trying to scare the locals with, like, um, mythical That's creatures horrifying. or, like, um, playing on their... What is it? Just like their their belief system being like, yeah. oh, it's the haunted, it's the dead people that are haunting the streets. So you better stay in. <laughs> wild suits, um, though. If so, because you yeah. know what's weird it's is elaborate. like their knees are like dogs, where they go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be like really like a weird design to pick to walk around and dirt roads have on. To get very small people to do it or kids just those arms like these are very uncomfortable costume choices if so i don't get why you would choose that uh so another theory for the nature of the creatures is that they may possibly be wild chimps or some kind of diminutive primates that have their had their curiosity piqued by the barren pavilion and decide to explore the area and of course there are imaginative observers who have already have already contend that the mysterious interlopers are of the cryptid variety because obviously they are, as well as understandably skeptics who contend that the photos are probably just a hoax. To that end, a photo analyst enlisted by a media outlet in Brazil determined that, at the very least, the photos were not doctored in any way and that they were likely taken recently. However, there appears to be Arabic writing on a sign in the first photo, which would apparently upend the entire tale that the pictures were taken in this place in Brazil. Um, with that in mind, there's a high likelihood that, it, as it is often the case with such viral images, the story surrounding the photos is a fabrication that took on a life of its own before anyone could figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that picture. Shit. Yeah. But why does that mean that's a no-go if there's Arabic? Because it's in Brazil and they wouldn't necessarily... I'm sure that if they were like, oh yeah, in this little tiny Maybe there's just some random area, though. I'm sure that they'd be able to be like, oh, that was right near this place in Brazil. And they're like, wait, I don't recognize that sign. I've never been to that store. I still don't buy it. That guy doesn't know that street corner. He's just (laughs) looking at the picture. Get out of here. You're not a local. Sure. Boo. Okay. When we were in uh, Costa Rica, there was a little tiny town and a crazy fun Australian who had this crazy restaurant bar area mm-hmm. and he was so out of place i mean i believe it outback jack that's what you call him oh my god he's been there forever he was the only one and it's like you would not expect him to be there <laughs> he was there <laughs> so who knows he was fun we uh had him sit down with us because no one else was around when we were there and like asked him like how he got started with this crazy place he collected all these pieces of like junk and made this huge (laughs) entire like bar structure thing it was wild i'll define pictures of it it's really cool he was really nice okay when you find pictures we'll share them on patreon yeah it was it was a wild bar i really liked him all good things all good things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, should we get started on our five-star s- review? Our soup du jour. Ooh, I love soup. <laughs> I love it too. Soup is so good. <laughs> yes, we shall this week. As you may know, because we spun the wheel. Or you may not. We are talking about the axe man, not the one who plays guitar, of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when I'm reading about this, 
<laughs> serial killer guy. I'm like imagining him as a lead guitarist. I know. <laughs> so stupid. Or I think of Jack Black and his Saxman song. Always which is good. Another good one. Oh, Jesus Lord. <laughs> I had heard of this. I don't even know what you want to call it. I guess just serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard of these murders before. Mm-hmm. And I knew just like the main details. Like the two main details, I feel, and um, and I don't know if I had heard about him, because guys, it's definitely a guy. Um, before I saw American Horror Story, yeah, Coven, I I might have. It's everything's blurred together at this point, mm-hmm. but I'm if you watch that show, which I feel like most of our listeners probably have do, or did, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, on the season coven when it was uh our queen jessica lang as the supreme um and all the girls at the witchy school um jessica lang kind of had a thing or the guy i don't know what you want to call it i remember his name but he basically was the axe man in that season yeah and they feature him in one of the episodes and it's kind of a fun episode (laughs) i don't think i knew that it was a thing before that show or that it, he existed, or that a serial yeah. killer existed. Because I remember I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I remember reading something online well, where they're like, like, oh, yeah, it's based on a real character. And I was like, must know more. Real? <laughs> Someone did this? So, yeah. Are you guys intrigued? You should be. We've what explained very little. What's happening? Why was he in the show? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to tell you. Are we? <laughs> We can just keep talking around the subject and get really confusing it. and lose all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We should do it. Okay. <laughs> Double dog dare you. Fall on our proverbial axe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're getting um, our information from Legends of America because um, his story... It feels weird calling it a story because it's real, yeah. but um, there's a lot to it, and it's pretty gory, which normally I'm okay with gore, but not when it's real. <laughs> Aren't we excited? I know. That's how All I right. feel, though. Yeah. So this took place from May 1918 to October 1919 in New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy. So it's basically 100 years ago, more or less. Oh, isn't that Shit, weird? Yeah. Anyway, so New Orleans, 1918, 1919, very cool clothes then. Whole place was in a frenzied panic because of a serial killer that they dubbed the Axeman. <laughs> kind of a cool name. Uh, <laughs> not gonna no. lie. He got like a good one. Uh, so the first to succumb to the sharp blade of the Axeman was an Italian grocer named Joseph Maggio and his wife, Catherine. Oh. It was on May 23rd, 1918. They were sleeping in their apartment above their grocery store that they owned. And the killer, which is kind of a theme you'll find, cut the couple's throats with a straight razor before bashing in their heads with an axe. Um, love the axe. What's interesting also is this was like his first kill. I mean, at least as far as these murders are concerned. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me that he did like a double tap almost where it's yeah. like he didn't know if he had done it right because this maybe was his first time it's just kind of weird because he gets a cockier at the end mm-hmm. um 
a little strange, but I guess kind of makes sense also. When law enforcement began to investigate, they found the bloody clothes of the murderer, as he had obviously changed into a clean set of clothes before fleeing the scene. Makes sense. He doesn't want to be running around the covered in blood. And blood. Yeah. Right? Police ruled out robbery as a motivation. Why? Because everything was still in their house. Valuables, money, everything was there. Nothing stolen. Um, near the couple's home, a message was written in chalk that read, Mrs. Joseph Maggio will sit up tonight. Just write Mrs. Tony. Don't know what that means. Mm. But it's creepy that he even left a message at all. Yeah. Investigators immediately questioned several people. But all of them were released um, for lack of evidence. They didn't know who it could be. So kind of nothing to go off of besides that weird ass note. And he likes axes so far. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little more than a month later. So people haven't recovered from this at all. Like this is happening again. Another couple was attacked in the early morning of June uh, 27th, 1918. This was uh, Louis Bessemer, a grocer, and his mistress, Harriet. They lived at the back of the store. Theme, grocery store owner. I was going to say grocery stores. Yep. When no one opened the store in the morning, uh, they were a little confused, and they discovered lying in a pool of blood that both of them. Bessemer had been struck with an axe above his right temple, and Harriet was hacked over the left ear. Um, super badly injured, but both were still alive, which is a miracle. Everyone who was around or could have known anything, all of them were questioned. One man was arrested this time, though, but later released. What's really nutty is that instead of the fact that, hey, we might have a serial killer on our hands and people are being, like, axed in the head left and right, um, the big scandal, not that. That, uh, there was a mistress involved with Mr. Pessimer. What the fuck? Uh, That's what we're caring about, guys. Yes, that was because the takeaway. The church. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So after the attack, one side of Lowe's face was uh, partially paralyzed. So that's Harriet, the woman, mm-hmm. the mistress. And on August fifth, she had surgery performed in an effort to correct it. Which I couldn't believe when I read this. For 1918, you think it would just be like, this is how you are now. Yeah, I'd be like, Right? Because well, I feel like that's something we would tell people today. Like, <laughs> hey, like, this is, maybe we can do some physical therapy. We'll see how it happens. No, like, they're trying to correct it back then, which is Damn. not what I thought would it's be experimental. the case. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, two days later, she died. But mm. before she passed, she told authorities that she suspected it was Mr. Bessemer, Halava, who had attacked her. Um, but he was charged with murder, which is kind of wild they believed her like that, and served nine months in prison before being acquitted on May 1st, 1919, after a just brief 10-minute jury deliberation. That's insane. Um, yeah, all of this is just wild. Like, <laughs> people are being axed in the head. No one cares. There's emphasis placed only on the fact that there's an affair happening. And then this guy is like, bada bing, bada boom, locked up. <laughs> like, what's uh, happening? He probably hit himself in the head. So, he did it. I don't it. get it. Still what? Cool. On August 5th, a third attack happens. And it's very similar. Mrs. Edward Schneider, who was eight months pregnant. Oh, man. So sad. As the 28-year-old lay in bed, she awoke to see a dark figure standing over her. Then hit in the face repeatedly. 
Shortly after midnight, she was discovered by her husband who was returning from work. Her scalp is totally cut open. Her face was completely covered in blood, but she survived the attack to straight up give birth to her little cute baby girl two days later. Because she is the most amazing badass woman ever. One man was arrested on suspicion, but soon released for lack of evidence, unlike the other one. Oh, my God. What? None of this makes sense. Um, By this time, investigators were starting to publicly speculate that the attacks were related to the previous incidents, because, duh. You think? There's tons of things. Grocery stores. Axes. Yes. on. Like, what more do you need? Just five days later... Another grocer, who was named Joseph Romano, was attacked on August 10th. Do you think he was fired from a grocery store? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's got I feel like, like that's got to be something. Vengeance or like, against or like grocers. His mom had an affair with a grocer or something, so mm. like forever hold it against him. Or his dad was a grocer and never had time for him. <laughs> I feel like because the affair. That happened with the other guy was so prominent that it was probably like his mom's reputation was ruined from right, an right. affair with a grocer or something. God, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's all on the table. Obviously, I'm leaping, but who cares? That's my job. <laughs> I like it. The elderly grocer lived with his two nieces who woke up to all this commotion in the adjoining room where their uncle was. The girls went into the room to find that he had taken a serious blow to his head. And they saw the assailant fleeing. The grocer, though, seriously injured, was able to walk to the ambulance once it arrived. Why, I don't know. He walked. He shouldn't be moving at all. But he died two days later because of a severe head trauma. The girls were able to provide a brief description of the killer. Um, They said he was a dark-skinned, heavy-set man who wore a dark suit and slouched hat. Slouched hat means Van Helsing circa Mm -hmm. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he's not doing it night stalker style where he like windows have to be unlocked and doors are unlocked for him to go inside the home. He has a thing where he likes to chisel out doors so he can creepy style doggy door like <laughs> crawl through. It's so gross. And he's taking the time to chisel they say chisel like the door to make an open hole. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, like, what they're saying is they described that the other clues of the crime scene were similar to the previous one. There was nothing stolen, and the killer used the owner's hatchets and blades. And like you said, the panels of the doors or windows were chiseled away to gain entry. And that the majority of the victims were Italian. Italian grocers. Always. Mm. Not cool. Another murder happened, and the police were then inundated with reports from citizens claiming to have seen an axeman lurking in the neighborhoods. Not unlike Night Stalker, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, axel, axes and chisels found in the backyards and doors and windows that appeared to have been tampered with. People began to carry loaded shotguns, and family members took turns in watching over their families at night. Can you imagine that? That's horrible. Side note. Wouldn't you hide, lock up, throw away all of your cutting and axe, like whatever, all of it? Like, it's got to go. This is a blanket. This is a washcloth. That's all that I have in the house. No knives. (laughs) No, Only spoons. Only spoons here. Spoons and apples. That's all there is. (laughs) Good luck. Um, So one report alleged that the axe man was actually masquerading as a woman. And then another 
said that he had been seen leaping over a back fence. Mm-hmm. I mean, agile, mm, quick, agile, bunny. So obviously everybody was terrified, and they were all determined to protect themselves. And there was also just general panic going on. But the heat generated by that terror was somehow transferred to the axeman as the killings and assaults stopped as quickly as they had started. Interesting. Mm. So then over the next couple of months, the fear waned and everybody was like, all right, we'll just chill. Till March 10th, 1919. So they had stopped in, when was it? August 10th was the last one that had happened. So March 1919, the Axemen came back out. Come uh, on, minute. <laughs> Charles Cortimiglia was an immigrant and a grocer, Italian grocer, who lived with his wife, Rosie, and their two-year-old cutie, Mary, in the town of Gretna, just across the Mississippi River from New Orleans. This one's rough. Oh, great. When screams were heard coming from the residents in the early morning hours, a neighboring grocer, uh, Lord... So many grocers around Giordano. Well, that guy's got a great name. Uh, mm-hmm. Rushed across the street to investigate, and then he had found that the family of three had been attacked. Uh, Rosie had awakened to find her husband struggling with a large man wielding an axe. When her husband fell to the floor, the assailant turned on her as she held her daughter and begged for their lives. Undaunted, the asshole slammed the axe down on both the mother and the daughter. Lovely. Yep. Makes me so sad is that, I mean, besides the fact that this happened at all, it's so, like, in my head when I'm reading it, it's like, God, what if she had just slept through it? Maybe he would have just killed him because he seems to kill people and run. He doesn't Mm -hmm. hang out. Is kind of what it seems is his MO. So it's maybe like, fuck, like maybe if she just didn't hear it, you know, because like the nieces were in the adjoining like room next door. They were fine. I don't know. Well, so when their neighbor arrived, Charles lay in a pool of blood on the floor as Rosie stood in the doorway with a serious head wound. I cannot believe these people are getting whacked in the head with an axe and then they're just like wandering around. So many people are like walking around. I don't bleeding. I mean, I know from reading other horrific serial killer cases that a lot of people when they have uh, like traumatic head like injuries is they go about their business for a little bit. It's like, like weird everything's, shock. Yeah, that mm-hmm. your body's like, just keep going. Like, mm-hmm. things are fine. Things are fine. And God. it's a really, it's a real kind of eerie, automatic, like, almost like defense-like thing. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep going. Weird. Like, like, that your body is, like, on autopilot and just, like, trying to get you through it long enough till maybe help arrives. I don't know. It's really eerie, though. So Charles was laying on the floor in a pool of blood and Rosie stood in the doorway with a serious head wound and she was holding their deceased daughter. Oh, that's horrible. The couple was rushed to the hospital where both were treated for skull fractures. Charles was released two days later while his wife remained in the care of the doctors. And then when she woke up, Rosie said that the attack was made by the neighboring grocer, uh, Lorlando Giordano, and his 18-year-old son, Frank. Though... The dad, Lorlando, Lorlando, uh, he was a 69-year-old man, and he was in too poor of health to have committed the crimes. And Frank was too big to have fit through the panel in the back door. So the pair were arrested, and though Charles, the husband, denied his wife's claims, um, the Giordanos were still charged with the murders and would later be found guilty. Frank, the son, 
was sentenced to hang, and his father, the old guy, was sent to life in prison. And then after the trial, Charles divorced his wife. <laughs> so sad. All these things that domino effect from this horrible night for so many people. So about a year later, Rosie was like, ah, JK. I take it back. I take it back. I was just really jealous and spiteful. Mm. Her claim was the only evidence against the Giordanos, and they were released from jail. So thankfully, Frank didn't actually die in prison. So that's Mm-mm. good. Yeah. But following the, the, that situation, New Orleans was, of course, again, just like this terror city. And people, again, began to arm themselves. And then police stated that they believe that all of the crimes have been committed by the same man, quote, a bloodthirsty maniac filled with a passion for human slaughter. This is what is crazy. Not that any of this already isn't horrible and crazy enough. But what happens next is (laughs) wild. New twist. Uh, The newspaper received. How do you say that name? I don't know. Try it. It's, It's the Times- Picayune newspaper? <laughs> uh, and a taunting letter on March 14th. So just days after that attack. Mm-hmm. That promised another attack. So the Axeman is in contact with the newspaper, and he has some things to say. <laughs> he <laughs> titles this whole thing that it's from hell on March 13th, 1919. He starts it off with the lovely phrase, esteemed mortal. Right. What a tool. (laughs) Sorry. He says, They have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible, even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. (laughs) (laughs) When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims i alone know whom they shall be i shall leave no clue except my bloody axe besmeared with blood and brains of he whom i have sent below to keep me company besmeared (sighs) okay buddy if you wish you may tell me the uh, tell the police to be careful not to rile me of course i am a reasonable spirit i take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past in fact they have been so utterly stupid as to not only assu- amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis, Joseph, etc., whoever that is. But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it was better that they were never born <laughs> than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I can be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night, at will. I could slay thousands of your best citizens, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Wait, pause. Brag. Your best citizens. I'm not saying that grocers aren't your best citizens, but, like, kind of confused. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, what? Is Maybe he going to deny people of food? 
the best bruschetta. It's <laughs> all right. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time. Lame. <laughs> On next Tuesday night, March 19th, 1919, I am going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions, every person <laughs> shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. So write it down. If everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it on Tuesday night, <laughs> if there be any, will get the axe. Jazz it. Jazz is a verb. <laughs> that's a new, that's our, that's our new word. Jazz it! Just go jazz it. Uh, guys, I'm just not feeling that great. Why don't you just, you know, jazz it. Jazz your coffee a little. Just jazz it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus, wherever that is, oh, God, and it is about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fancy. The Axe Man. Wow. So more or less, he's weird, and he gave a specific date and time for everybody to either have a live band in their home or record players were acceptable. And if they... Weren't playing jazz all night until the sun came up. He's coming for you. He'll know you're dying that night by mm-hmm. his hand. Scary. How scary is that? You know, people who, like, don't have a record player or, like, know any musicians. are like, what? It's when you go and stay at someone's house be like, okay, we're coming over. Yep, and that is exactly what people did. Um, per the killer statement that no one listening to jazz on March 19th would get the axe, the music flowed from homes across much of the city. Dance halls were filled to max capacity. Professional and amateur bands, because everybody needed to be a musician <laughs> that night. Playing, they're like, can you play jazz? Well, not well. Great, you're hired. Uh, play jazz at parties at hundreds of houses around town, and no one was killed. Hooray! So, jazz. pulled it off. Everyone jazzed it. Jazz hands. <laughs> Celebrate. <laughs> Woo! For several weeks, all was quiet, but people still lived in fear. Understandably so. On August 10th, 1919, another grocer named Steve Boca was attacked in his bedroom as he slept. Uh, he awoke during the night to find a dark figure looming over his mm. bed. That had to be so scary. Mm-mm. Suffering from a blow from an axe, he survived, and upon gain, uh, regaining consciousness, he ran to the home of his neighbor, Frank Janusa, where he lost consciousness and collapsed. He was then treated for his injuries, but was unable to remember the details. So he basically suffered from amnesia, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, from that whole night. Like others who had been um, hurt by the axe, nothing was taken from his home. And a panel on the back door, again, was chiseled away. It's crazy to me that he gets in. You think... Chiseling makes noise. Oh, my God. That would take forever. Just break the door. At that point, how did he not get caught? Well, on September 2nd, a local druggist named William Carson escaped the lethal axeman when he fired several shots at an intruder who had broken into his home. The killer left Yay, a broken well. door and an axe behind. And then on September 3rd, so this guy was like, fuck it, I'm going to go the next day. That night went poorly. I got to make up for it. My, 
my, my friends in the, <laughs> back home in Tartarus will make fun of me. They'll judge me so harshly. <laughs> Satan will be so mad. <laughs> so on September 3rd, a young girl named Sarah Lawman was attacked with an axe while she slept in her locked and shuttered home. When neighbors came to check on the young woman who had lived alone, they discovered her lying unconscious on her bed, suffering from a severe head injury and missing several teeth. Though she suffered from a brain concussion, she recovered. A bloody axe was discovered on the front lawn of the building. Once again, New Orleans was in a state of hysteria, but nothing more would be heard from the axeman for nearly two months. Then the last and final attack came on November, excuse me, October 27th, 1919, when grocer Mike Pepitone was slain. That night, his wife had heard a noise and arrived at the door of the bedroom just as a large axe-wielding man was fleeing the scene. He had been struck in the head and was covered in his own blood. His murderer left his wife and six children behind. Oh. Uh, she was unable to describe any characteristics of the killer, and the usual clues had been left behind. And the authorities continued to work the case, but it would end up being in vain, and Pepitone's murder was the last known of the Axeman killer. And he was never seen or heard from in New Orleans again. Do you think wow. he kicked the bucket? Or he went back to Tartarus and he was like, all right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He was there killing without Satan, like, signing off on it. And then he got in trouble and he had to go back. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird letter. Seriously. That's the weirdest letter. Like the you know I didn't know about the letter. I knew about, like, the murders and how he went about it. But I didn't know the... Letter. It's a lengthy oh my God, letter. <laughs> and what's so <laughs> crazy is it's like you can just read his, like, I imagine him sitting down and writing it and he's just like so proud of how cool he's coming off. I know. And, like, I'm going to, instead of saying the and stuff, say totally thou. In some V's and thou's. <laughs> So and awkward. I like I'm the coolest. I got this. People are gonna be so amazed and totally by I'm a demon. Like, no, no, no you look dumb, dude. You look so stupid. Not only are you a horrible piece of shit, you're also totally cheesy. Kind of a dork. Somehow at the same time. I'm like majorly dorky and I'm cool with that. But like I don't try to play it off as me being also very cool at the same time. Like, that's what he thought is cool. And he's been, he thought it was so cool he couldn't even stop himself with the first paragraph. He had, like, oh, four more. Like, a thousand. <laughs> that was such a long letter. I was like, oh, God, it's still oh, going. Like, I love you. Like, you can read, gar- but, like, stop. Guaranteed, he doesn't actually like jazz. He just, like, somebody thinks is cool does, so he just copied it. It's like, oh, this person really loves jazz, so I love it too, obviously. Yeah, jazz is really cool, so... Maybe he heard somebody say that jazz is the devil's music, so he was like, oh. Mmm. Jazz cigarettes? (laughs) (laughs) They jazzed it. (laughs) He's horrible. I hate him. Mm. I, I can't imagine, though, like, the only part about this that is kind of interesting to, like, put yourself and, like, imagine being there during this time... That one night where everybody was playing jazz all night long, that must have been a, like, that night, wow, what a unique, crazy (laughs) night in history where everybody was doing the exact same thing and also scared out of their mind that they had to be doing it. 
It's like he took something that made everybody happy, especially in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and made it something that was now like compulsory, like fear induced. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. And it must have sounded crazy. Could you imagine if you were visiting during that time, too? I mean, like, what's going on here? Why is everyone... I know, like, people said New Orleans, like, is up all night, but wow. (laughs) I don't get this at all. (laughs) This is... Everyone's really up playing jazz. I thought it was just kind of a thing. (laughs) No, they really are. (laughs) Should we talk about the suspect, the theories for the suspects? Yes, 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 yes. There's a few theories, um... Some I like more than others, but whatever. We'll cover them. Yeah. There's a few. So the first theory is the black hand. So since the majority of the Axemen's attacks were on a, only, like, Italian-American grocers, it's led some to believe, like me, <laughs> that all were victims <laughs> of an early form of mafia called the black hand. The black hand, cri- black hand crime was a name given to an extortion method used in Italian neighborhoods at that time, uh, therefore, the murders could be linked to unpaid extortion debts. However, the Axemen frequently left suspects alive, which many mafia experts believe would not have been the case if they had been true black hand attacks. But also, maybe this was like, he was like a newbie, and he was like really bad at it. Yeah. He seemed to be really bad at his job. It's hard to say. Or he's just a horrible racist. Yeah. So in a similar vein, uh, many Sicilian immigrants to America at that time had deep distrust of the authorities, which led them to take disputes into their own hands and settle them the old-fashioned way, otherwise known as the vendetta. Uh, The vendetta could have been the reason behind a number of the attacks. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like an awful lot, though. Yeah. And they're also similar. Mm Mm-hmm. Theory two. Joseph Memphrey. Memphrey is the only legitimate suspect that's ever been linked to the identity of the Axeman. Uh, he led a blackmailing gang, not looking good, in mm-hmm. New Orleans that targeted Italian-Americans, <laughs> ooh, two checks, in December 1920, a year after the Axeman had struck his last victim, Mike Pepitone. Mumphrey himself was shot dead by the widow of Pepitone in Los Angeles. Okay, so the mom of six that uh, was... Not her husband died. Mm-hmm. We're talking about her. So she picked up from New Orleans and then moved to Los Angeles. Okay. Don't blame her. Mm-hmm. I'd want to leave too. Mrs. Pepitone claimed Mumphrey was the axeman and remembered seeing him run off from the bedroom that night that her first husband was killed. Um, Mumphrey had served time in prison. The dates super coincided between 1912 and 1918 mm-hmm. when all these attacks were starting and stopping. Weren't attacks? This guy happened to be in jail. When they started, he had been released recently. Interesting. He resumed at the same time. Um, So, yeah, it's all lining up. He left New Orleans after the killing of Mike, her first husband, again explaining why the Axemen seemingly disappeared in 1919. Um, They say there's recent research into the period failed to find any evidence against Mumphrey, being attacked and killed in New Orleans, leading some to believe his existence is pure urban legends. So what this website also doesn't go into is when she moves to um, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I guess is maybe what they're saying is urban legend, but what I read was, so she started over in Los Angeles with her six kids, new husband, God. and on the anniversary of her husband's first husband's death in New Orleans, mm-hmm. a man shows up in their house. He has a gun, and he tells her, if you don't give me 
all of your valuables and whatnot. I'm going to kill you just like I did your husband. Wow. Interesting. Well, what? Okay. So what's cool about her, she has a gun also in her home, takes it out, and shoots him to death. Love it. So they don't include that part in this, but that's, that's supposedly what happened. And she told authorities and was like, look, this is your guy. Because not only does he look familiar, he also said he's going to kill me if I don't hand over valuables yeah. like he did my first husband. Interesting. Done and done to me. Seems pretty strong. Case, Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed to me. <laughs> um, theory number three. Copycat killers. So... Although the Axeman had a very distinct modus operandi, not all of the killings followed it to the letter, leading some to believe that the Axeman was, in fact, several people who may or may not have been working together to terrorize the community. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think it was multiple people. I could see maybe one or two of them being it, like people ran in and ran out, and cause people are psychotic, and there's psychotic people who like to copy psychos I guess. <laughs> and you know this person's getting a lot of traction like the real one and it's you know people want are to be popular want... yep and stupid. i could see that i don't know if i completely think that those copycat people would be savvy enough maybe at the time to know we gotta target only italian grocers yeah but it did say not everyone was, but the majority were. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I don't. I I think the majority of these killings were from the original person. Mm-hmm. Meh. Uh huh. Uh huh. You want to give me the last one? Theory four. He was a demon <laughs> from Tartarus. His ability to just get into people's houses in the middle of the night, vanish. Super easily have some believing that he was indeed a demon. A His demo. letter was in fact real. He wasn't lying. And we should take him seriously. More serious. And he likes chess. Uh, I love this, except... I don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe it? I mean, I love that this is on the table, I guess I should say. Okay. Um, I agree. No. I agree. I love that it's Let's... on the table, but it was definitely a human being. Yeah, it was a horrible person that killed all of these lovely people that mm-hmm. shouldn't have been murdered. No. Don't blame a demon. Blame the awful person. Mm-hmm. If it was a demon, there would have been way more carnage, I feel like. <laughs> Not just And I feel like they would have actually, there would have been people them. actually dead instead of just a bunch of injured people. Yeah. Yeah, a demon's not going to leave people... Uh, no. No, no. No, no. No, no. No, 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 no. no. I like the Mumfrey angle. Mm-hmm. Mumfrey. Mumfrey? Ooh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he talked. That is. That's why he was so angry. <laughs> he talked like Mrs. Outfire. Wouldn't that make him happy, though? Nope. Hmm. That's the one thing he hated the most about himself. Uh, Always teased. Poor no guy. No one to be friends with. Poor guy. All he had was his satanic Bible. <laughs> one day knew he would one day be a demon. And even then, 
He never got that right. No. Idiot man. Wow. So that's the Axeman of New Orleans, guys. Hmm. What you do you think this one? Was there you go. human, demon, multiple Mumfrey. people, Mumfrey. Black Hand. Black Hand, all I think of is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like the Foot Clan. The Foot Clan. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. <laughs> It I was, know one's hands, one's feet. Do you feet, think it was the foot clan? I think it Could was the been. foot clan. Shredder! <laughs> He's a demon, right? Kind of. Kind of demoning. Uh, uh, okay, should oh, we Shredder. spin Seville? I think we should. <laughs> I would love to. Alright, I'm ready. Okay, play that ditty. Truck stop tails. What? So there's so many kind of along the lines of missing four one one. There's a lot of people who go missing at truck stops. Oh, there's yeah. all kinds of weird, oh. awful things that happen at them. Yeah. So Wait, much. Why are you it's talking like about that shit? Like, I'm literally driving tomorrow. But you're and not the- stopping at truck stops. Yes, I do. Those no, are, why like would you ever stop gas? There? Wait, their bathrooms are always stops? cleanest. They don't. Have, yeah, uh, like flying J's. I've never seen gas at one of those. Flying J's. I mean, like the Loves? ones that just have bathrooms yeah. and some grass, and then the scary board that shows people who might be murderers. <laughs> oh my god! I've said that story before on this. If I, I know see it. one of those boards, I'll be sure to take a picture of it. Oh man, I never stop at those. No way. Oh, I do. Unless Bobby's with me, then I don't care. Yeah, I'm going solo. You're crazy. I never saw that. Not after that one time we saw that guy. I don't need it. That, that guy. Whew. Maybe I haven't talked about him. No. I will next week. Okay. Cool. Great guy. Truck stop. Horrible things. Great. <laughs> Woo! Have you had an experience at a truck stop? Please tell us. Email us at nightguyspod at gmail.com. That is the preferable way to send us stories because DMs are great, but they tend to get lost in a word salad. So, Oh, word salad. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yum. <laughs> Yum. I don't eat words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so send us your horrible stories. I'd love to hear them. So whatever. Yay! Yay! But send them to us quickly because, like... I don't know when we're doing this episode. <laughs> Sometime. Sometime. Sometime we'll soon. We'll do it. We'll do it that one time. I'll be moving soon, so who knows when it's going to happen. No one knows. But no one knows. we're going to make December. sure that we have enough episodes stacked up so that when I'm moving, we don't have any gaps because we love you that much. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> no gaps. Oh my goodness. Okay, we have to go because we have to watch The Bachelorette. Bachelorette, yeah. excuse me. Oh, how dare you. I know. I like Focus. Bachelorette. I can't help it. <laughs> it's better than Bachelorette. Uh, true. All right. Well, this was pretty excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go good. play some jazz. <laughs> going to go jazz it? I am going to go jazz it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. Okay, bye. Ciao, Oh. <laughs>